Well, how is everybody doing tonight? You are looking well. You always look so, you know, God, one thing about God's people, they always have a smile on their face most of the time. Even when they're going through situation, they carry a smile on their face. You know, you know what caused you to have smiles on your face? It's called joy. Joy of the Lord. That's God give us strength. Not a matter of happiness. Happiness depends on circumstances. But joy, when you go in through trouble, you think about the goodness of God, it brings joy to your heart. And that's why I think most Christians have a smile on their face. Don't look like they've been eating pickles. All right. Good evening, everybody. Um, it's always an honor and a privilege to stand before God's people. God's people are precious people. And whenever time I have something to say, I always ask the Lord for guidance. And sometimes the things that God gives you, may you, sometimes you think that's not what you, you are, you, that's not what you're thinking of. But it's not a matter of what you're thinking, it's what the good Lord is leading you to say and to do. I have a very simple lesson tonight. And the lesson is called um, Love Not the World. Love Not the World. And it can be found in 1 John 2 15 through 17. Can everybody hear me? Okay, I understand this thing is sitting up right now. Okay, that's better. First John two sixteen, fifteen through seventeen. Before I get started, um. First John two fifteen through seventeen. I'm just gonna give a brief background on summary on the book of First John. The author is not named. However, most early church leaders and traditions attributed this letter along with 2nd, 3rd John, the Gospel of John, and the Book of Revelation to John the Apostle. It was not addressed to any one particular church. However, most scholars believe it was a generally letter was circulated in the various churches in Asia Minor, which is now modern-day Turkey. One of the issues that John was concerned about was the presence of false teachers in the church. It appears they had started in the church and then left according to 1 John 2 and 19. These false teachers denied that Jesus Christ actually come in the flesh. They believe that the body, which is matter, is therefore evil. It is to be contrasted with God, who is holy spirit, and therefore good. Because of that, they could not be, um, because of that, he could not become a man 
in the flesh. They also taught that salvation could not be achieved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. These and many others in erroneous doctrine the false teachers were teaching in the church. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight that you have brought us here for this purpose and for the time like this. We honor your name, Lord. We call upon your name tonight that you may guide each and everything that is said tonight. We pray that your, your people will hear and that they may understand what I'm about to say. Thank you for the wisdom that you have given each and every one of us. Thank you for your guidance and your protection. May you continue, Lord, always to lead us in spirit and in truth. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. In chapter 2, 1 through 11, John reminded the audience of Jesus saying, of Jesus' savings grace, and encouraged them to love each other's, which will show that they are the true followers of Jesus Christ. By contrast, those with hateful attitude are clearly not followers of Jesus Christ and are still living in darkness. He also reminded them that the only reason their sins are forgiven is because of the name of Jesus Christ. And that, that is what allowed them to be strong so they can stand against the evil one. That also reminds you and me also. It is only because of Jesus Christ why we are able to stand against the evil one. And who is the evil one? Satan. Oh, a foe that we cannot see, but he's fighting against us. Can you imagine fighting someone and you can't see them? But in the spirit you can. That's why we pray. And that's why we trust God. This brings me to my main verses for tonight. 15 through 17. And I read. I'm reading this from the NLT. Do not love the world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. 16. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and positions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. 17 and this is and and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave but anyone who does what pleases god will live forever you know john 3:16 is one of the most quoted scripture around the world you go to a football game and you see people have T-shirts on, John 3, 16. 
they, they automatically assume that when you see that, you know what it meant. Can, some, can somebody tell me what John 3.16 says? Anybody? For God so what? Oh. For God so loved the world. Well, is John contradicting himself here? When he says, do not love the world? No. No, he's not contradicting himself. Um, in 1 John 4, John actually uses the word love 27 times in that one chapter alone. But now he is saying... Okay, back up a little bit. He used the word 27 times in that one chapter alone. So we know that John is not against love. Couldn't be. You don't talk about something 27 times and all of a sudden you said, you change your mind? No. But now he's saying, do not love the world. Question. Question. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh a lot. <laughs> That's, that's me. That, that's, that's, my, that's my nature. What world is John saying that we should not love? The things of the world. He says, do not love the world. And then he goes on to say the things of the world. But what world is he talking about here not to love? Pardon? Controlled by the enemy of souls. Anybody else have an answer to that? What what world is John talking about that we shouldn't love? The world not of God. I'm sorry. The world, not of God. the world that is not of God. Well, true. Um, okay. Um, John is actually talking about the spiritual world system that is in opposition to God. And not only is it in opposition to God, but is also in rebellion against God and against everything that God stands for. A world system that is under the control of Satan. Listen to what John has to say about who controlled the world system around us. And I read, We know that we are children of God and that the whole world around us is under the control of the evil one. 1 John 5 and 19. And who is the evil one? Satan, he's the one that's in, that's, that's his controlling things. That's, that's the world John is saying we should not love. John is also characterizing the world as a culture. 
a world culture that is filled with lust, pride, and greed. Much like our culture today. Do you think our culture filled with lust, pride, and greed? <laughs> Have you noticed the culture lately? Has anyone noticed the culture lately? Um, it is corrupted in almost every way. Did you? Oh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. That's fine. It's all right. Can anyone tell me what are some of the practical things in the world that John say we should not love? And you can raise your hands, please. What are some of the practical things in the world that John is saying we should not love? Say, neither the things of the world. Please raise your hand so I can see you because... Um, Brother Brown. Okay. The pride of life. What are some of the practical things, though? Practical. Uh, money. That's right. Possessions. Possessions. Okay. Any, anybody else? What are some of the practical things that John is saying we should not love? All right. I think I have some that I've written down. You may agree or you may disagree with me, but um, greed. Greed. Don't love to, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be greedy. None of us should be greedy. Can't love, anybody love greed, the love of God is not in them. No, no, no ma'am, no sir. Lust. You, you cannot love lust. You shouldn't love to lust. Oh, abortion. That's in the world, right? Should we love that? No. You don't love abortion. Lawlessness. You know, you see, you look on your television around and you see a lot of lawlessness going on. See people going into store, high-end store and smash and grab. That's lawlessness. And many times they... They don't get arrested. <laughs> Sometimes they get arrested and they get released. How about murder? We shouldn't love murder, should we? <laughs> Seriously, right. Um, pride. And somebody mentioned pride. Shouldn't love pride. Jealousy. Envy. <laughs> Internet, you say? Hatefulness. That's right. Adultery. Oh. Oh. <laughs> adultery. Should we love adultery? Those are some of the things, though, that the world love and practice. And John is saying, you shouldn't love those things. We shouldn't love those things. How about fornication? Oh, that's, that, that's, 
I know you all know what fornication is. It's, it's, the, it's the other end of adultery. <laughs> um, hatred. Rebellion. Selfishness. Policy of corrupt politicians. Oh. The policy. I'm not saying about the politician. The policy of corrupt politicians. The abuse of children through the so-called gender-affirming therapy. Have you, have, you, have you ever heard about the gender-affirming therapy? That is abuse. If a, you know, the, if a little child, uh, it could be kindergarten, first grade, say, I feel like uh, I'm, a boy, I'm a boy now, but I feel like I'm a girl. Oh, we will affirm you in that. Rather than say, well, you know, Johnny, you know, you're, you're still young. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, um, these are only a fraction of the things going on in the world system that John is telling us not to love. A fraction. And there's a whole lot more to that. These are the things that the world system values. God does not value these things, nor should God's people love or value them. Please understand, John is not saying, neither am I saying, we should not love people. That's not what I'm saying tonight. So I don't want anyone to misunderstand that. Uh, God loves all people. That is why he died for us. But with the things of this world system, God is not pleased. Can anyone agree with me on that? God is not pleased with what's going on in, this, in the world system. No. Neither is John saying that we should not be relevant in our world. We have to be relevant because we have to live in this world. And we have to wear it very loosely, like a loose garment. Not like the clothes they wear today where you cannot, you can't tell what is a stocking from what, I, 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 I don't go there. Don't, don't, don't go there. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, um, we should set stand, okay. Okay, we should set the standard for the culture. We, I'm going to say we, I'm talking about the church. The church should set the standard for the culture. We have been called out so we can be light and salt. So we, we shouldn't adopt everything that the culture brings forth. We adapt it and bring it into the church. No, God called us out of there. He said, come out from among them. Touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you, said the Lord. <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Um, okay, Lever is just saying that we should not be relevant in the world. We, sh- we, we should set the standard for the culture, not the culture setting the standard for the church. Because we are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14. We should be standard setters. Our values doesn't come from what the cultures offer. Remember that. But from God and from what he has to offer, he already offered, he offered himself. He offered love. And he tell us, as you read through the scripture, the scripture tell us how we should live. It's, it's our manuals. The scripture is Christian manual. He tells us how to live. According to John, not John Smith, according according to John, um, if you love this world system, then the love of the Father is not in you because it is contrary to what your fathers value. Who is your father? That's right. Who's our father? God is our father. He doesn't value this. That's why, that's why John is saying, love not the world. Do not love the world. After he just says, for God so loved the world. And that people can get that confused. Two different, two different worlds. God created a beautiful world. That's not the one. And God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Speaking of the world of people. What are some of the things in the world that Christians should love? That is a question. Please raise your hands if you have have an answer. What are some of the things we should love? My brother. Mercy. Mercy. Love mercy. Amen. Because God is so merciful merciful to us, we should love mercy. We should be merciful also. We should be merciful to one another, to each other, to everyone that we met. We should be merciful to them. Um, let me get John. I come to you, John. We should love righteousness. Who doesn't want to be righteous? when you know that your father is righteous. I want to be righteous like my father, and I know you do too. Yes, ma'am. Compassion. Be compassionate. Oh, boy. Yes, ma'am. Peace. My goodness. Uh, um, that's in the Jesus say, um, the, the song says what? Peace on earth, goodwill to man. Yes. Yes, sir. Forgiveness. Oh, that's that's a heavy one right there. That is part of you know. Did you know unforgiveness plague churches? And there's a lot of people in the church that do not like to forgive, but we have to forgive. That is our mandate. Why should we love forgiveness? That's right. We are the recipients of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Get some good answers. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry? Convictions. Convictions. (laughs) Yes. We should should love convictions. I I agree. Miss Vida? Oh, 
Does anybody think, think that Christian people are unkind? <laughs> um, yes, there are many unkind Christian people. But none of us in here are unkind, are we? I hope. <laughs> um, we should be kind. Our Father is kind. You know, everything our Father is, that what we are striving to be, like our Father. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry? Holiness. holiness. Be ye holy. Because your father is holy. I am holy. So be he holy. We have to be holy. Um, I think, did I saw another hand? I know, I know I've gotten a lot of good answers. I, I, I'm afraid to give mine now. <laughs> uh, you know, um, my, the first one I have here, and, and of course, let me clarify, God is not a thing, but we should love God. Oh, Sister Brown. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, and it goes on. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. We should love God. And somebody already mentioned truth, peace. We should love each other. Somebody mentioned kindness. Oh, how about? And you had your hands up at one time. Did I get to you? Okay, I did. I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought I didn't. Okay, we should love self-control. Yes, Miss Vita. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> Patience on the road. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I, I'm like this. I always put myself in other, peop- in other people's position. If, I, if I'm coming out, if I'm driving and I see somebody trying to get out and I look behind me, I see this long traffic line. You know what I do? I flip my light. Go. I let them, let them out. Like, you know, come on out. Because I would like for someone to do the same thing to me. Whatever you want others to do to you, do it unto them. Amen. All right. Self-control. Love for our enemies. Oh. You want me to love my enemies? (laughs) Did I hear somebody think that I say that? Yes. And please believe me, that's not my word. It's the word of God. Love your enemies. Jesus said that. Is it easy? No. It's, it's getting easier as you practice it. It's like everything else. The more you practice it, it's the easier it becomes. But it's not easy to love your enemies. Somebody do something to you, the first thing you want to do is raise back and say, you know who I am? Stick your chest out. I, I don't have any chest, but I stick it out. <laughs> Stick your chest out and uh, and <laughs> but but yes, um, we um we, we we should um we should have self control, love for our enemies. Men should love their wives. Absolutely, you should love your wife. That is a command from the Lord Jesus Christ. Husband, Paul says, love your wives, as Christ so loved the church. Um, women, and women thought they were getting away. No, 
women should love their husband. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I know my wife loves me, and I love her too, right? But <laughs> I, mean, she, I mean, she's right there. No, I'm talking here. She could stand up and say, you, you need to love me, but she know I love her. <laughs> she know I love her. Um, um, we should love life. Absolutely, we should love life. Um, we should love God's church. We should love marriage between a man and a woman. Amen. That's what we should love. Don't be afraid to love those things. Those are some of the things that John is talking about. I said, I was going, you are going to get out of here late, but you look like I'm not going to hold true to that, am I? Um, we should also love humility, humble. We should be humbled. We ought to, you know, not only should we humble ourselves before the Lord, but we should humble ourselves sometimes to each other. If you if you do something wrong to somebody, um, you should ha- you should be humble enough to go and say, "I'm I'm sorry, I was wrong," and you should humble enough to say, "I forgive you." I mean it. Don't just say, "I forgive you" and walk away. No. When someone come and apologize and to you in a humble fashion, that is an opportunity for a conversation. That is an opportunity to rekindle relationship. So be humble. Um, we should love God's creation. God's create beautiful sunset. Brother Carlton knows about that. Brother Carlton loves the sunset. He takes picture and he sends them out. Beautiful. That's one of his gifts. He, he has many gifts. It's one of them that he takes pictures. We should love God's beautiful creation. Uh, We should love to fellowship with one another. We should love food that God provides. We should love food. I know we love food. (laughs) If you were at last last week Christmas party, at last Saturday Christmas party, you know we love food. I wasn't there, unfortunately, but there was plenty of food. My wife cooked two big hams. she She was asked to cook. Yes, sir. The fuel of the fuel of fellowship. It fuels fellowship. That's a very good um, point right there. Um, um, we sh- um, we should love to give, love to worship, love to worship God. To support, we should love to support missionaries. Now that's a crucial one there. We should love to support missionaries because missionaries do what? They spread the good news. Some of many of them they sacrifice the, 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 the themselves to do to do that, and as a matter of fact, the Christian life is a life of sacrifice. We have to sacrifice. We have to go the extra mile sometimes. You know, it's not easy. Nobody likes to be sacrificed. Can you? Do you think those goats and sheep that like to be put on that altar and be cut up? Better yet, did you think Jesus liked to get on that cross? And, and be crucified and got his side speared into. But he sacrificed himself for us. And if he sacrificed himself for us, who are we not to sacrifice ourselves to help each other? Um, 
we should love to spread the gospel. We should, we, we, we should love to forgive. Somebody already mentioned the forgiveness. And, and we should love not to sin. Shouldn't love. We shouldn't love to sin. Nobody, no Christian person should love to sin. In the world, the world loves to sin. That's the world John is talking about. You notice I said the world? The world? That's the world. That's the world that John, they love to sin. It's, sin is natural. It's a, we used to love to sin. You know, we, we, we used to. We used to think we were so big and bad we out there in the world. But, but God called us out of all of that stuff. And John says, don't love the world that you came out from. Don't love it. Okay. Um, we must always remember to love the sinner, but not the sin. Therefore, and I'm going to speed up here. Therefore, we must be kind and respectful to everyone. Regardless of what you may think of their lifestyle, you don't have to agree with someone's lifestyle to be kind to them. No, you don't have to agree with everybody to be kind to them. Um, anyway, however, there is a difference between kindness and acceptance. Remember that. There's a difference between kindness and acceptance. Simply because you are kind to someone doesn't mean that you accept the way, the way of life or, 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 or their sins doesn't mean that uh, you don't have to accept a person's way of life to be kind or respectful to them kindness and respect says a lot more about your character than the object of your respect it does when you when you uh, respect someone and kind to them, it says a lot about you. It does. Uh, God's church is where sinners come to learn how not to love the world that John is admonishing us not to love. That's where they come, to the church. They come here so they can learn, just like we learn not to love the world. So when sinners come, we must respect them, we must love them, and be kind to them. Okay, the lust of the eyes. <laughs> we cannot and must not allow our eyes to lead us into lust. We are, we are all responsible for what we allow our eyes to look at. We, we are responsible. You know, there are some things you can't help. But see, you know, glance at it. But, but when you look at something, there is a difference. We, 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 you know, you know, your mind and your eyes work together. You tell your, your mind, anything that you do, even your, even your eyes, your mind tell you to do it. You don't, but you don't have to do it. Especially if, you, if your mind has been transformed. And I think... All of us that are Christian, our mind should be transformed. And it did continue to be transformed. We should always transform our mind. That's why it's so crucial to stay in the word of God. Because what? You know, there was this um, preacher and this lady. And um, she, the lady went to the preacher and says, you always seem to be preaching the same sermon, you know, often. And the preacher very 
kind. He looked at her and says, he says, Madam, because people forget. <laughs> Simple. We forget. So therefore, we have to stay in the word of God. We have to read it so that our mind can be transformed. What you put in here comes out. Control your body. And, and, you know, this, our body never saved. It's, it's always, it's never saved. That's why it's going to die. What, 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 what the, the, the curse says, dust you are, and to the dust you shall return. All of us. Unless God come and raptured you, you still ain't going to take this body with you. I, I'm not taking mine. I don't want it. got too much pain. <laughs> um, there is nothing wrong with looking at someone or something with admiration. But looking at anything and lusting after it is sin. According to um, Marian Webster, lust is, is an intense and unbridled sexual desire. But lust goes way beyond sex, just sexed. What are some people's, what are some things people may lust after by just looking at it? Someone else's lifestyle. Someone else's lifestyle, yes. For, the, for, for time, I have some things written down. For time, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. I love to write down what I'm going to say because it gives me a chance to think it through clearly. I don't want to say something I don't want to. Anything I say is what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. That's right, that's right. And, and, and that's good. Um, one of the things that we look at and just after it is pornography. Anybody ever heard that word? Yeah. Oh, it's very prevalent. Prevalent out there in the world? Yes. Also here in the church. Also here in the church. I was shocked to find out that 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women say they watch pornography at least once a month. I didn't say that. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's what I found out. I'm not, you know, I'm not the one saying it. But it's true. Yes, sir. Really? Really? <laughs> one in five youth pastors and one in seven senior pastors say they use pornography at least once a month. What did I say? I said I was shocked. I was. I was shocked. And this statistic is from a website called Covenant Eyes. Check it out. They have a lot of interesting things on there. It's called Covenant Eyes, a Christian organization. Um, some things that people look at and lust after are women. And they were silent in heaven. <laughs> Men. <laughs> Certain kind of movies. Commercials. Who said about the big TV? That's right. Commercials. Um, houses, land, money. And the list goes on and on. 
In Exodus 20 verse 17, God warned the Israelites about desiring and coveting things that belongs to someone else. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, nor his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is in your na- that, that that is your neighbor's. And that is Exodus twenty verse seventeen. Moses speaking, God gave it to Moses to say. So you can see that lust goes way beyond your sex. Even co- covet. And lusts are closely related. All right. Bring, us, bring me to the pride of life. The pride of life can be anything of the world that causes you to demonstrate pride or make you feel like, feel or think that you are better than someone else. Money, the type of car you drive, the size of your house, your education, your wife, your husband, wealth, and the list goes on. Now, there, there is nothing wrong with having any of these things, especially wealth, but it's all depends on how you choose to use your wealth and your money. Using wealth for one's personal gain only demonstrates a selfish view of life. Instead, wealth and material possession should be used to help care for others, especially among believers. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's, this world's goods and see his brother in need and shut up his, his heart from him, How does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in words and tongues, but in deeds and in truth. That is 1 John 3, 16 through 18. Our main focus as Christians, our main focus as Christians, is our main focus as Christian in this world is to do the will of God because this world system is passing away. One day, all of the stuff that seems so attractive will be burnt up and vanish away. All of it. We should value people. And we should love what God's love. But those, but uh, those who do the will of God will live forever with Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's why He called us out of that world so we can have the opportunity to live for Him, live with Him. Like the saying goes, "Only what you do for Christ will last." As I come to the end of this lesson. Let me remind you of what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 15 58. Therefore, my dear brethren, brothers, and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. 
Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is in the Lord is not in vain. Therefore, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. First John two fifteen through 17. Thank you for listening to me tonight. I hope I've said something to encourage your heart. Um, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bless your name tonight for what you have spoken to us. Truly, you have spoken this to me twice. I thank you, Lord. Help me, Father. Help us all tonight that we will learn not to love the, this corrupt world that we are in, but that we will love what you love, cherish what you cherish. Help us not to allow the world to bring its standards into our lives, but that your standard will be in our life so that we can reflect it to others. Bless everyone that is here tonight, Heavenly Father. Give them the grace, the strength, and the courage they need as they go out into this world, as they are tested and tried and challenged. God, may you give them the wisdom and the strength and the courage they need to stand firm, abounding in your words. Never give up, never give in, but hold fast to your loving hands because you do all things well. You promise in your word that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. You are with us always and we love you, we thank you, we praise you and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you.